Uh, Sinister Sundays is, of course, Morbid Mondays if you're listening to the audio version. But uh, if you're here with me live, uh, then it is a Sinister Sunday. Made even better by the fact that it's Daylight Savings. I'm normally not a fan of Daylight Savings. In fact, there are plenty of studies that shows uh, Daylight Savings actually kills. But uh, having an extra hour of sleep is never bad, and I, I put it to good use. Uh, but it's been kind of a great Sunday. I've been, uh, caught up enough that today was really just watching movies for upcoming stuff. Uh, so I got to watch, um, uh, uh, Spontaneous, um, which is going to be the, the next movie we discuss on Heart of Horror with Kate Pollock. That's uh, going to be coming very soon. Um, then I watched uh, a little bit of, uh, not a little bit, I watched the whole thing, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the David Fincher joint, um, which is the uh, next movie that I'm going to be talking about on Opera Omnia with Duncan McLeish. Um, and then uh, watched The Deep House again, which if, uh, I don't know, have you guys seen The Deep House? I, I don't know. And, for you know, of course, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll get into some some news and what's coming on streaming in a bit, and as well as your questions. So, feel free to uh, uh, to shout out. Um, Jason finishing up a movie. That's totally fine. I get it. Um, <laughs> before really paying attention. Look, I mean, how much attention do you have to pay to this? I'm just saying. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, doing a, a lot of that. I think tonight. Um. I'm actually going to finally sit down and watch Dune, which I'm really excited about. Um, so, yeah. I You know, it's overall, it's been a really good day. Did a movie night last night to catch up on some uh, Ted Lasso. Had some chili. That's always a fun little science experiment you can conduct on yourself. Uh, it's like eating asparagus or uh, cabbage. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's always a good time. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks because last uh, Sunday was Halloween, and on Halloween, you know, I was I was doing Halloween stuff. I was uh, I was finishing up some decorating and getting into the Sasquatch outfit and whatnot. If you're uh, over on the Dark Parade group, you can definitely see some pictures of the uh, the house as we had it decorated and all the costuming and whatnot. It was really fun. Um, we had about. 200 trick-or-treaters it was our estimate uh a few less than we had bagged candy for but we bagged can we brandy brag bagged candy for about uh 250 people um so yeah it's been uh it's been very cool um since then like i i really enjoyed halloween a lot it was a really really good halloween um, and, and had a blast. My little nephew came over and we, uh, uh, he, he kind of did his circle of the neighborhood, scored big on the candy and then, uh, started handing out candy to the other trick or treaters. But what was really funny about that is because he's such a gregarious and outgoing kind of kid, he would actually, uh, introduce himself as he was handing out the candy and I mean, he's four years old, so he's just adorable anyway, but would hand, uh, or put candy in the bags of trick or treaters and say, hi, I'm Alex. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was a, a, a great time, but now we're back in the swing of things. Uh, there's going to be, 
um, at least one week in this month where we're not doing a regular Sinister Sunday, um, the week of the 20th, so two weeks from now, I will be on the road. I'll be in Charleston for the Thanksgiving holiday. The Sunday after is going to be iffy uh, because I'm supposed to, I think, do a family meal after I get back. So we'll see. Uh, but I'll keep you posted. Again, just be sure that you're uh, checking out that uh, the Dark Parade either on Twitter uh, at Dark Parade Pod or that you're in the Facebook group. Uh, and I will make announcements th- both places. So, um, speaking of other stuff that's going on, um, I want to say I think that like last month was the first full month of doing Dark Parade. And to, to that end, um, we did really well. Like, uh, again, I really appreciate everybody that's subscribed to the dark parade podcast. I hope that you are, uh, sharing it around. That also helps a lot. But, uh, again, just thanks very much. You guys have, have really been a great champion so far. So we'll see how it goes from here, but you know, there's no, no signs of stopping now. We're kind of in the tunnel in Willy Wonka where there's a bunch of weird shit and, and chickens getting their head cut off, and it's just going to be a lot of weird stuff uh, from here on out. Um, <laughs> so Robert said that uh, he's glad somebody's having fun. He started the Euro Vault of Christopher Lee and not finding him too great. Yeah, you know, some of that stuff he did for a buck. Let's not, let's not uh, kid each other here. Uh, and Jason saying he got up an hour earlier and actually felt like he got some stuff accomplished today. G- good for you. Um, I, I didn't accomplish much of anything today. Uh, by, by design, I have been busy as shit lately. And, uh, especially coming off of the Halloween stuff. We did, you know, 31 days of Halloween there. And not only did Dark Parade do well over Halloween, and, and again, thank you for that, but... Uh, just at, at Legion podcast in general had the best month it ever had. Um, and to help promote that, I was doing, you know, the 31 days of Halloween where there was a mini review dropping every day. And, uh, about the last week of that was where, you know, those chickens came home to roost exhaustion wise. Uh, but it was super fun. Like I, I don't regret doing any of it. I was just tired at the end of it. Um, so yeah, it's been it, a bit, it, like a lot of work has been happening, not today, but a lot of work's been happening and and all of that seems to be bearing fruit. And again, thanks for being, you know, evangelist and water carriers for Dark Parade, and I will lean on you to do it some more uh as we move forward. Um as you may or may not know, we are in the middle of a Night of the Demons series. Uh the first one dropped last week. Um then we're going to be doing uh night the demons two three and then the remake in the in the month of november that is going to be november and then uh as we start december spoilers um december is going to be let the right one in and let me in to start and then we're going to do the black christmas movies and all their many guises uh, as we round out uh december and 2021 as a whole So that's what's ahead of us on Dark Parade. But, uh, you know, you didn't come here just for scheduling. What's up, Boomer? Uh, uh, Hanging out with us as well. Um, Let's talk about some news, shall we? 
Uh, I've got a handful of items that I picked up over the last couple of weeks. One of the good things about not doing uh, the show every week, uh, one, um, is you you are not financially financially morally obligated to, to watch more than uh, one stream of me in the course of a, a, a two week period. But also, uh, it allows some news to build up. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into this, and I'm gonna start with mm -mm -mm. let's start with uh some hairy business so the wolfman uh is getting another remake because you know the benicio del toro one was a while ago and wasn't all that good quite frankly it's okay but it's not great um so yeah lee winnell who did the invisible man was going to do the wolfman with ryan gosling and uh the the invisible man that he did was really really good right like invisible man is a great horror film it's well acted it's socially relevant it's got something to say it's got a perspective it's everything you want out of a horror movie right it's using horror to make a larger comment about life as a whole and uh so for whatever reason lee winnell um has backed out of that and has been replaced with Derek Cien France, C I A N France, uh, Shine France, maybe. At any rate, well, however you pronounce his last name, he's the guy who has worked with Ryan Gosling a couple of times. Uh, did The Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine. Um, neither movie I have seen, but I know Blue Valentine at least was was well regarded. So he is going to be the guy doing the next Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling. Um, which seems to be still uh, on track to at least get made, even though, you know, I mean, it's not in front of the cameras yet, so who knows? But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm curious, like Ryan Gosling I th is, is certainly a for real actor. Um, I like uh, him as a presence on screen. I still think, is it uh, The Wrong Guys? The old guy, something like that, the, the one he did with Russell Crowe that Shane Black uh, wrote and directed. Terrific movie, so I'm kind of down for that. Um, not that Shane Black has anything to do with Wolfman, but, you know, I like Ryan Gosling. I'll give this a day in court, and I like the fact that Universal is trying to make, like, legitimately good movies as opposed to doing all that Dark Universe bullshit, which was a terrible idea. Uh, actually Jason Jane right now, stop trying to make dark universe happen. I don't think that's what this is. I think somebody over there learned their lesson. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, you're right though. Dark universe is a stupid idea. I, I said it from the time that they announced the dark universe. I was like, don't try to make heroes out of monsters. It that's, that's a dumb way to go with it. These are supposed to be things that go bump in the night not you know bonk in the comics panel that's eh, a bad transition but you get it uh boomer said that blue valentine was great but it's a weird transition you're probably right it seems strange to me because those are both dramas but then again i would argue that there's plenty of drama in the dna of of the invisible man and that's still a good horror film it's just also got dramatic elements so i'm not against it um you know, like I'll if the guy's never done a horror film before, nice guys. Thank you, Robert. 
Uh, that's the the Ryan Gosling movie I was trying to think of. Anyway, if like if the guy has an interest in doing this movie and and wanting to make a good uh, a Wolfman movie, and I think the the quote was they want to kind of do um, a little bit of uh, uh, Nightcrawler was the comparison that they made out of the production team. Like we're kind of doing a supernatural spin on Nightcrawler. I was like, ah, that kind of sounds okay. You know, if if Ryan Gosling is a wolfman and covering his own crimes, maybe that'd be interesting. Um, anyway, Boomer saying we could get a Hulk versus Mr. Hyde. I mean, we did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen on uh, on pick six movies, and I think that's as much Mr. Hyde as we need for a while. I would like to see a Jekyll and Hyde film made today. And I think there is a way to do that movie in a really interesting and fun way. Um, I don't necessarily know that, you know, it, trying to make it a blockbuster isn't the way to go. The, the way to make a good monster movie these days, in my opinion, is you give the director between 5 and $20 million and you leave him the fuck alone. And you say, go make me a scary movie that's also good. And, and get good directors and good writers to do it. So... Rayman's and uh, he loves seeing the classic monsters and uh, still really wants a true, truly terrifying mummy film, but it seems tough. Yeah, that mummy is a tough one because, you know, if you go, if you go straight up like remake, then the mummy just wanders around and strangles people. And if you do the more magical Brendan Fraser kind of mummy stuff, which is fun. I'm a I'm actually a big fan of mummy and mummy returns both. I, you know, I, are they great movies? Mm, maybe not, but I really enjoy them. And I, I don't know how you make the mummy scary though. That's I, I even the Christopher Lee stuff, uh, you know, the curse of the mummy and all that. I, I never find the mummy to be a scary creature. I think the mummy is fun. Um, creature from the black lagoon seems like a gimme here. Uh, boomer. I, you're right. I think that Creature from the Black Lagoon makes the most sense in terms of a remake and what you could do with it because it's kind of a claustrophobic film, you know, where you go to the Black Lagoon, boat breaks down or whatever, and then the creature uh, begins attacking. And that would be fun. And also, you could have plenty to say about environmentalism in this day and age of like going into uh, places that man just should not tread. Um, or at least goes in there with, you know, capitalist ideals and, and finds himself, uh, face to face with nature. And I think that would be real fun. Um, but yeah, so the, that Wolfman movie is coming. Um, I don't know that you could get away with a phantom of the opera. I don't, maybe that time has passed, or at least I can't think of a good way to do that unless you went more phantom of the paradise with it. Um, but yeah, and I think you could also do a really good Frankenstein these days. Um, so, you know, as far as the universal roundup goes, uh, there is a Dracula somewhere in the works and I can't remember who's doing it, but there is one of those happening. Um, okay. Let's talk, uh, <laughs> speaking of Disney, is Disney universal? Uh, who can, who could remember anymore? Disney owns everything. But uh, speaking of the Disney, um, Taika Watiti 
is still on board to do um, this Tower of Terror movie for Disney, which is, uh, of course, based on the ride um, that has been retired, I think, in California. I think it's still in Orlando. I'll tell you in March or April, because I will definitely be heading down to Florida to visit Pig Six co-host Chad Cooper uh, so that I can, you know, experience some fun Disney action. Tower of Terror is one of my favorite rides down there, if it still exists. At one point, they were replacing it, I think in California, it got replaced with a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Uh, Which, FYI, that Guardians of the Galaxy game, pretty good pretty good um not what we're talking about but you know while we're on the subject of of gotg um but yeah so scarlett johansson has signed up for this one uh she of course has worked with taika watiti for jojo rabbit and i don't know that there's necessarily a hotter director in hollywood right now than taika watiti um it it seems strange to think that but i think coming off the heels of thor ragnarok and everything that you know comes out of the studio about uh love and thunder the next thor movie sounds just effing great and you know much like james gunn doing guardians of the galaxy taika watiti he's just an inventive and funny director and giving him the thor franchise resuscitated that in a big way because that Thor 2 Dark World film was a real snooze, and the original Thor ain't that great either. So um, it really took, I think, Taika Waititi to to sort of figure out that those movies need to be a little bit of camp to completely work. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Jason, I am throwing a little bit of a comics bone. Um, And uh, Boomer saying, uh, to follow up on the Universal stuff, uh, Frankenstein is the one movie uh, and Bride of Frankenstein that really hold up. Bride of Frankenstein is legit a great, great film. Uh, The original Frankenstein, I also agree, is very good, but Bride of Frankenstein is maybe my favorite of those Universal era monster movies, and it comes down to little people in a jar for me. Um but yeah, it's great. Um, and Jason said he, uh, he hopes that Taika can get his uh, Akira adaptation off the ground. I think it's going to be one of those things where if Love and Thunder hits, which it oughta, and uh, Tower of Terror hits, which it oughta, then I think he can write his ticket. So I think he does those two, and then Akira is the movie they let him make. Kind of like James Wan doing malignant they let him do malignant because aquaman made a billion dollars and he was like look i'm just gonna go do this weird movie that i i want to do and like akira is a lot more money than malignant but i think he can make an argument that akira is you know it's an ip that people know and i think he can make that that argument that way but also just say like hey here's my track record like when it comes to adapting properties you know i'm batting a thousand um, you may or may not remember in 97, there was a tower of terror TV movie, which starred, uh, Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst, which was not very good as you would imagine, but you know, it, it existed and I watched it because I love tower of terror. 
and Tower of Terror, of course, if you don't know, is the ride that is kind of based around the Twilight Zone uh, television series. And it takes place in an old uh, tower, as, as the name suggests, uh, that is kind of gets zapped one dark night and weird stuff starts happening where parts of the building disappear. And that's kind of the premise of the ride is that you're in a car, you go to the edge of the building, the doors open up and you're looking out over the park and then you're suddenly dropped and then you come back up and you drop some more and it's not the most complicated ride but it's real fun i like that ride a whole lot it's no haunted mansion but it's pretty good and and to the haunted mansion uh point uh boomer said as long as we don't get something like that eddie murphy haunted mansion thing i'll check it out they're doing the haunted mansion as well like jungle cruise was big for him obviously pirates of the caribbean was big for disney they're gonna keep making movies based on at some point you're gonna see thunder mountain railroad the movie you know or uh or you know here's the thing that's probably gonna happen that's that i think will be hilarious is they will adapt uh that log ride that is based on song of the south but they'll just adapt the ride and forget that song of the south ever happened so mark my words that's going to happen at some point they'll try to whitewash that shit um yeah but so i'm kind of excited about this i mean it's taiki watiti i think scarlett johansson's great if you've never seen under the skin do yourself a favor and watch under the skin it's a terrific sci-fi horror movie um you can argue that it's real artsy fartsy but i won't disagree with you but it's still effing great um so yeah i i'm down for this i think this is a, a fun idea um when it comes to just mining ip ip fracking as, as we have discussed here on this very program um you know doing uh tower of terror not the worst idea and it's got a, a good creative team behind it um so moving on let's talk about uh some evil dead uh that new evil dead movie evil dead rise has officially wrapped filming and is due to hit the HBO Max, or as uh, the kids call it, Habomax, um, sometime next year. Uh, I would assume around Halloween would be the right time to unleash that. But uh, I don't know much about the plot. I know that it was shot in New Zealand um, over the, the COVID years. And, you know, I'm not, like I've seen uh, a little bit about the plot um let's see if i can get uh any more information here da, 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 da. the it takes place in los angeles and follows two sisters who reunite after a long time spent apart from one another and uh, as they reunite they come across the necronomicon that releases uh deadites so it seems like it's kind of ignoring at least some of uh of the mythology or or maybe it's just going to kind of back end into some bruce campbell stuff and that kind of thing hard to say but you know a little a little more evil dead ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that evil dead much like final destination we've been talking on the sinister sundays about what the best franchise is uh here and there it's popped up a couple of times and i i was kind of into uh, final destination for a while that that was my answer and then recently having gone back and visited 
Evil, the original Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Haven't watched Army of Darkness in a little bit, but I'll I'll probably do that sooner rather than later. And then watching more of Ash versus Evil Dead. Evil Dead may be it. I mean, the remake or you know reboot or whatever it is you want to call it, the new Evil Dead. Um, I have my problems with it, but I still I still think it's good. I don't think it's great. I think it's good. Um, and I would have to go back and kind of rewatch all those, uh, final destination movies again to see if there's a real stinker. I kind of remember not liking three very much, but that could just be my bad memory. Um, yeah, boomer saying there's no bad entry. I would agree with that. I think I, the remake is kind of the weakest link for me. Um, but maybe that's just because I, I didn't feel like it had, a solid antagonist, like unlike the other Evil Dead movies where you're following Bruce Campbell, even in the OG The Evil Dead, um, where it's less quippy, like Bruce Campbell's not the character he is in Evil Dead 2 and certainly not the character he is in Army of Darkness, but, um, you know, it, it's still like having your focus on one, uh, following one person through a night where they're trying to survive i think that is kind of the way to go and i think the evil dead remake muddies the water with that some where it's trying to be a little more subversive and and upend some of the expectations going into that movie which i think works but also on a narrative level you start to wonder like well whose movie is this who, who do i who am i supposed to care about you know as especially when the in theory, the lead character of the film spends a good portion of the movie in the cellar possessed. So, you know, again, that's not a giant criticism of the movie overall. It's just like, I find that a little bothersome. I find the guy uh, who has to snip barbed wire off this book and ignore all the words in the margin saying, please don't read this because demons will be unleashed. And he does it anyway. I find that to be a little bit unbelievable as well. Um, Boomer said, uh, I know they say Bruce Campbell is not involved as an actor, but if he somehow showed up, I would lose my stuff. Uh, don't make me use my stuff on you, man. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to take him at his word that he's not going to show up in this one. But, I, you know, he, I, I think he's kind of said more than once now that he's done playing Ash. You know, except in like video games and stuff like that, that Ash versus Evil Dead was sort of the swan song of that character, which is fine. That's if you're going to send it off, like have three seasons of a show that's really funny and entertaining. And uh, I think he's terrific in it. And, you know, just everything must come to an end. And I, I would prefer to it to that end to be on Bruce Campbell's own terms. You know, where he's just like, I'm I'm kind of done with it right now, um, and I'm never going to be in the blue chambray work shirt again, but I'll be behind the scenes, I'll be producing the movies and making a few bucks that way. Totally fine. Um, the chainsaw to the head with the blood raining down scene is just metal. Yeah, no, 100%. And like, taken individually, the scenes of Evil Dead you know, whatever year it was, 2011, whenever it was, um, that taken individually, all of those scenes are great. There are just little moments. And, and the, that cold open 
with them setting the girl on fire in the basement and everything, all that stuff. You're right. All that stuff is totally metal. Um, I just think when you look at it overall as a narrative, it's not, it's just not as tight as evil dead or evil dead two, or even army of darkness. It's, it's just a little messier and a little more freewheeling. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that when I'm ranking those movies in my head, I'm looking for things to deduct points for, and those are the things that I would, uh, I, I would knock a couple of points off. But I still think it's great. I I have a good time with it, and it it moves at a clip. Like one of the things that they get get right about that series is like none of these movies are very long because they don't need to be. Like get in there, do your business, and get out. But you're right. Like I'm I'm very much looking, uh, forward to seeing. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, I, it sounds, you know, it, it, the premise is serviceable, and that's all you need. Like, get get the Deadites involved, get some people possessed, and see what that looks like, and make it gory as shit. Um, that's the thing I think that the the reboot got right, is like, let's just do practical effects and make it bloody as fuck, and I'm on board. Uh, Andrew's saying, uh, we're lucky we even got the TV series. I agree. And got three seasons of it. Yeah, I mean, we we, we were hashtag blessed uh, for, for getting Ash versus Evil Dead. I've been kind of going back through that uh, on days when I'm not working in the yard and with uh, the weather turning cold, sometimes I jump on the stationary bike to, you know, try to keep the old ticker in shape. And uh, that I've been going back through Ash versus Evil Dead because it's kind of perfect bite size of, hey, I'm going to jump on the stationary and watch an episode of ash versus evil dead and uh try to get a, some sweat in um okay let's talk about another so-called master of horror uh let's go to darren lynn bowsman uh who you may recall as being one of the guys in on um the saw movies correct me if i'm wrong it's been a while since i caught up with Darren Lynn Bowsman, Saw movies, and he did um, what is the uh, the Zydrate Anatomy film, Repo, the Genetic Opera, and uh, hold on, let's you know what Let, it's time I think here on Sinister Sunday for a pant a patented is Darren Lynn Bowsman a master of horror? So Darren Lynn Bowsman. Um, yeah, directed Saw 2. I was right about that. Okay. So, he has directed 25 movies. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Uh, Identity Lost. Never saw it. Doesn't count. Uh, Saw 2. Uh, I'm gonna say Saw 2 is good. Of the Saw movies, I think it's maybe my favorite. Um, but, alright, so we're gonna grant him Saw 2. Saw 3, garbage. Saw 4, garbage. Uh, repo the Gen genetic opera uh totally okay um interesting it's an interesting movie so that's two out of five uh is that right one two three four oh no 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 so mother's day um with rebecca Dorm De Mornay, that remake i think that's okay so you got uh one two three four five. so we've got a three out of five situation devil's carnival not very good. The Barons, uh, never finished it. Uh, tried to watch that movie a couple of times and, and never, never really, uh, got hooked. 
Alleluia, the Devil's Carnival, also not very good. Abattoir, uh, which was an interesting idea, not a very good movie, but uh, it's kind of an interesting concept. If I remember this movie right, this is the one where somebody is basically building a house out of rooms that people committed murders in and basically creating like a mansion of ghosts that way. Uh, not, not a great movie, but an interesting idea. Um, St. Agatha. Uh, I don't, I never saw that. So it doesn't count. Um, Spiral. I never saw, but everyone is, is, has said that it's not very good. And then death of me with uh, Maggie Q I'm going off of Duncan's advice here where he said both death of me and spiral were not very good. So of the movies that he has done that we could, uh, consider, um, potential masters of horror candidates, we have one, two, three. Well, we're not going to count that one. Cause I didn't see it. One, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 films and one two three are good so three out of 13 does not a master of horror make uh it makes you a working horror director but <laughs> the point is um he's got this new movie coming out called cello pairing him up with uh his old pal tobin bell from the saw series and um jeremy irons uh famed old crank jeremy irons and the idea sounds either faustian um where it, it basically the the synopsis is thus let me let me pull that up here um the film follows the story of an aspiring cellist who learns that the cost of his brand new cello is a lot more insidious than he first thought which again sounds very faustian to me um I don't know that a haunted cello strikes me as being terribly scary. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if eh, th this one seems like a real bad idea to me. Uh, I, I think the cast is real B level. you like Jeremy Irons is not an A list actor at this point. At one time he was, but you're talking the eighties when he was doing reversal of fortune and shit like that. He is not, uh, an A-list actor at this point. Uh, Tobin Bell, you know, certainly a, a B-level actor, although he is uh, very reliable. He is just not a big star. And Darren Lynn Bowsman clearly is, you know, fresh on the heels of Spiral, a movie that was kind of critically panned and was not well-received within the horror community either. Uh, Jason suggesting Yalman of horror for a working horror director that is not very good. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I, I like apprentice of horror, but apprentice of horror just suggests that you don't have enough credits. Yalman of horror is pretty good. Um, Yalman or journeyman. I mean, I know those are kind of the same things. Um, you know, maybe caretaker of horror, but even that sounds a little too positive. Uh, Ramans asking, what about Steve Miner? All right. Well, before we move to the next story, let's talk. Steve Miner is Steve Miner, a master of horror. 
Uh, let's begin. How many? Oh my God, 52 credits. Are you out of your mind? A lot of these are TV shows though. So let, let's get started. Uh, Friday the 13th part two. Absolutely. Um, Friday the 13th part three. Uh, no, that movie has Shelly in it and, and does not get counted for that reason. House. I love the movie house. So two out of three ain't bad. Uh, as meatloaf once said, then he directed soul man, not a horror movie, but a, a real bad idea. Um, warlock which uh is hmm that's a that's on the bubble it's not terrible and it's got a good julian sands performance in it all right i think we're gonna count it i think we're looking at at the moment we are looking at three out of four uh wild hearts can't be broken doesn't count forever young doesn't count because they're not horror my father the hero doesn't count uh where do we get h2o halloween uh h2o 20 years later oof that is a tough call i think by virtue of michael myers getting karate kicked by buster rhymes we cannot count that as a great horror film uh so we are now at a uh, a three out of five for steve minor if my math is right uh lake placid lake placid i enjoy a lot great oliver platt performance uh really good kind of creature feature we're back in business we got four out of six so uh texas rangers not a horror doesn't count uh let's see some tv he did here uh day of the dead a straight to video horror movie that is absolute garbage so that is four out of seven now Day of the Dead is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Um, and then Upcoming has a movie, uh, another horror movie called The Exorcism at Lincoln High. So I think you're right, though, Ramman. Like, uh, I think that he is overlooked, but his best work was clearly in the 80s. So, uh Oh, right. How, all right. Jason saying buses and Halloween resurrection. All right. All right. Uh, wait, that's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis and Adam Arkin in it. Okay. Th- this is coming back to me now. Um, hmm. Hmm. I, I, I think at best we're still looking at a four out of seven, which is definitely apprentice of horror territory, not, master of horror territory um i'm going to officially publish some rules because the idea was it needs to be four out of five and then increments where uh you have to bat 50 percent after that so that you can you can get a three out of five but then if your next movie is good and you're at a four out of six you're still back in business and in master of horror territory this is i'm working on the math on all of this um, but thank, thanks for correcting me on the, uh, Halloween, uh, H2O stuff. Um, Halloween resurrection. That's right. That's Buster Rhymes and, um, all the webcam stuff. Speaking of guys who aren't masters of horror, <laughs> how's that for a transition? Uh, let's talk about, uh, one Zachary Snyder and a sequel to army of the dead um where uh this one is going to be called planet of the dead 
Um, and so this is uh, like there was the prequel of what what was the, what was the prequel of this called uh, Army of Thieves, which I didn't watch because I thought Army of the Dead was a real stinker. And so there's an anime coming that is a prequel to Army of the Dead uh, called Army of the Dead Las Vegas. And then we're doing a live action Army of the Dead 2 that uh, our good friend Zack Snyder is uh, is directing. And, you know, Zack Snyder is one of those cases where he seems like a totally affable guy. And I, I have a bit of a soft spot for Zack Snyder because of what happened with his daughter. And I'm just like, oh, you know, this is a guy that I really wish nothing but the best for. But also, uh, I just don't know that he's a director I want to I want to see more of, uh, after, especially after going through on pick six that um, four hours worth of Justice League Snyder cut. Also, take a, a brief pause here to complain about something. Um, if you are on uh, Twitter and using the hashtag release the ire cut, I need you to stop. Um, I don't want the ire cut of Suicide Squad. I don't care how uh, visionary David Ayers is. I've seen enough David Ayer films to know that I don't really like David Ayer films. Uh, I agree. Suicide Squad is probably muddled uh, more so because of studio involvement. And there is probably a slightly better version of Suicide Squad that is the David Ayer cut. I don't give a shit. I don't want to see it. Uh, I They had one bite at this apple. Then they called in James Gunn to do it right. He did. He made a perfectly good Suicide Squad movie. And let's all move on with our lives. You know, this like instant nostalgia for a thing that doesn't exist is driving me up the goddamn wall. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Boomer's saying, I bet there was going to be lots of slow-mo in this Army of the Dead too. Um, of course, of course, every Zack Snyder movie after he did Dawn of the Dead could be 30 minutes shorter if you just use normal speed for the duration of the film. And in the instance of... Uh, Justice League, the Zack Snyder Justice League. I mean, you're talking what that movie could be an hour, 40 minutes long instead of four hours if it just wasn't all in slow motion. It's just the worst. Uh, Jim here to say he's late as usual. What has he missed? I mean, all kinds of stuff. We've done a couple of Masters of Horror examinations. Uh, we determined that Steve, neither Steve Miner uh nor darren lynn bowsman or uh masters of horror um it's just a lot of stuff you're gonna have to go back um boomer saying that you really enjoyed suicide squad too sure sure it's really fun it's really gory it's violent it's over the top it's everything you want to have a suicide squad movie and not a bunch of grim dark bullshit um jason said he is torn uh because vortices and time travel is just too much high concept stuff to throw into a movie where you already have to accept zombies, but I love the originality of it. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I just, right. I don't need any movie that has zombies as like it, it, it's the, uh, the tomorrow war effect 
for me that Chris Pratt movie that was on Amazon where all right I, I'm accepting time travel and you've got a bunch of crazy time travel rules and that's fine and then all of a sudden there's a twist in the third act that's like oh but wait it's not even aliens y'all and I'm just like I just stop all of this just tell a straight clean story get the story right get the characters interesting and then you can start making your twisty movies um but oh my god and and uh in addition to my complaints about release the air cut another thing that has been stuck in my craw the past couple of weeks that i don't care for is chris pratt being picked to be the voice of every animated character i like chris pratt just fine i'm a big parks and rec fan i think he's really good in the guardians of the galaxy uh movies because he's kind of a lovable oaf but I don't like him in everything. I thought the Lego movie was good as well, but I'm getting like him being picked for both Super Mario and uh, what was the other one he just got picked for? The Garfield. Two animated. He's going to be Garfield the cat. That seems totally wrong for me. Um, oof, oof. Anyway, those are those are my minor complaints uh, right now. But yeah, so this Army of the Dead too. I, again, if you liked Army of the Dead, God bless you. I'm not telling you you're wrong. Uh, but I thought that movie was a real stinkeroo. Um, I, I didn't think any of the characters were interesting. Uh, I like Dave Bautista. And I thought he was just, like, it's just, he was punching above his weight in that movie in a way that did him no favors where he has to pull off like these emotional scenes. And I'm like, it's not what you do, man. You are not a... Uh, a dramatic actor like you're an action hero and you just need to be an action hero uh and and it was not it was not great um and that is it for news so uh if there is anything <laughs> yeah jim saying no one wants an in shape uh garfield right like you know that was the thing that chris pratt said once upon a time that's always hung with me is that he kept going to auditions where he looked like everyone else in the room when he was auditioning. And so he let himself gain a few pounds and, and kind of leaned into the comedy, which is fine. That's totally cool. Uh, but it, it's also a, a somewhat cynical look at, I mean, it's a cynical business though. So I don't necessarily blame him for that, but yeah, just having this super Jack dude, be garfield is not the way to go with it um jason saying there's a, a larger rant here about how we already have all these hard-working voice actors and they keep going after big hollywood people i mean i i get why a studio wants to throw a big name on the garfield movie because knee jerk i don't know how many kids are into garfield so if you can say you know this popular actor is going to be Garfield in the new Garfield movie. Uh, I I think that's from a marketing point of view. I totally understand that. I mean, are there better voice actors for that role? Probably a hundred percent. You know, I don't know who I would pick. I would probably go with a Jonathan Katz of all people, but somebody like that, 
or even a, a, a John Benjamin, H. John Benjamin from Bob's Burgers and Archer and that kind of thing. I think he could probably pull off a Garfield more so than a Chris Pratt, but whatever. Boomer saying hashtag give Pratt a break. I mean, that makes it sound like he's overworked. I think it's more like, hey, Pratt, hashtag give us a break, Pratt. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a weird pick. It's a really a weird pick. Um, why do Garfield again when Bill Murray kind of perfected it? Gary asks. Yeah, that's a good question too. And you know, of course, everybody knows the story that Bill Murray did not realize that he was signing up for a Garfield movie that the Coen Brothers weren't directing. But yeah, he was kind of a perfect fit for Lorenzo Music or a a nice uh, uh sort of replacement for Lorenzo music from the comics or from the cartoons in the, uh, the eighties, but you know, Bill Murray is great. And also that is kind of the right vibe. Like when I think of Chris Pratt, I don't think of lazy and cynical. I think of this like upbeat, really positive kind of goof. Um, <laughs> Boomer saying he was being nice about that. Give Pratt a break. Uh, hashtag you're right you're giving him a little too much credit there um so yeah yeah I think that Chris Pratt just doesn't need to be in everything I like we're up reaching saturation level with Chris Pratt where I just kind of don't care and I'm not I'm not into those Jurassic World movies at all so every time I see him in those I don't think he's actually very good in those movies but I also don't think those movies are good in general um Okay, so uh, throw anything you want to in chat. This uh, may be a little bit of a shorter episode, although we've been going almost an hour, so it ain't that short. But uh, here's what's coming soon on the streaming services between uh, now and when next we talk in a week, uh, which will be November 14th. Um, on Netflix, you got yourself some Adam's Family Values, uh, which is a terrific movie. Both of those Adams Family uh, movies with Raul Julia and Angelica Houston and Christopher Lloyd, you can do a whole lot worse than those films. And um, especially in this kind of post-Halloween time in which we live, I like the idea that uh, we're kind of keeping the spirit alive. Those are, are, are great movies. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the the Francis Ford Coppola movie, um, some terrible casting decisions in that movie, but a, a really great gothic horror film. Uh, so I, I don't know anyone who would be watching this that hasn't seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. But if you haven't, you should. Um, it Follows is coming to Netflix, which is a terrific horror film. Um, one of those movies that is like, oh, this gets to the core of my fear of death in a way that few movies do. You know, this ain't about, like, just a great white shark or something eating you, which just means you don't go in the water or certainly not in, in shark-infested waters. Uh, but instead gets to the core of, like, oh, uh, death is coming for us all in a slow and steady way, and we can never escape it. Best of luck, everybody. Um, ugh, movie is terrifying and also the use of like people who are disfigured or deformed in some way and that kind of thing oh it's just terrific terrific movie um speaking of terrific movies uh the nightingale is the follow-up to uh what's her name jennifer kent 
from the Babadook. Uh, it's a movie I haven't seen. I'm not saying the the Nightingale is uh, a terrific movie. I'm saying the ba- the Babadook. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Kent is her name. Um, I'm saying that the Babadook is a terrific movie, and this is her follow up that I should have watched and haven't yet. Um, Snakes on a Plane is coming to Netflix. Uh, actually, is on Netflix right now, and that is a totally average horror movie that got a lot of hype uh because of one line in the trailer and you know such as life the movie itself is not all that good but it's fun i'm glad it's a movie that exists uh i wish there were more snakes on plane action there um Jim asks, does Master of Horror, Masters of Horror creator Mick Garris pass as a Master of Horror? We'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put the math to it. Let's not, let, let's not uh, just assume that Mick Garris is not a Master of Horror. Let's, uh, let's take a look at it. Um, Jim saying The Nightingale is a great movie, but it's a rough one too. I, yeah, I, one of those that's been on the list for a while and just keeps getting bumped down for one thing or another. Um, Gary saying snakes on a plane is a film that delivers everything that it promises in that. Yes, there are snakes and planes, but you know, still doesn't make it good. Uh, just because a movie is like, if, if a movie were called a punch in the dick and then when I bought a ticket, somebody punched me in the dick, I would not say that it's a great movie, but I would still say that it delivered on its promise. Um, Let's see. Boomer says, speaking of someone who could be a master of horror, Sean Byrne, who did The Loved Ones and The Devil's Candy, which I love. Why hasn't he made anything else? Um, he will, I'm sure. I, I feel like Devil's Candy wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. I liked it well enough. It wasn't. I'm just not a metal guy. And so, you know, a movie where heavy metal features heavily on the soundtrack, it doesn't, I, I that does not dissuade me from liking a movie, but it doesn't win extra points either. And I know a lot of people who love that style of music that were just like, this. it's just nice to see a horror movie where that style of music is prominently featured. And I get it. I'm I'm with you. Um, <laughs> people were saying, why am I watching this? Snakes on Planes on Netflix. You know, uh, if, if that's how you want to spend your evening, I get it. But, um, you know there are better movies like have you seen it follows you could watch it follows again and you're gonna have a better time um also on netflix is there anything else on netflix now that i look at it no okay so that's it for uh netflix so before we jump into hulu let us uh let's do our math mick garris is mick garris a master of horror mick garris has directed uh 117 movies no, no, no. He has directed um, 33 movies. <clears throat> well, a lot of this is TV, so he's directed 33 things. Um, directed Critters 2. I'm going to give it to him. I think Critters 2 is a pretty good follow-up to Critters. Um, he directed Psycho 4 uh, The Beginning, which we talked about uh, right here on The Dark Parade. I don't think it's a great movie, but I'm going to give it to him for being at least interesting. So you know what? Mick Garris, two for two, uh, let's say. Then we get to uh, Sleepwalkers, which is utter garbage. 
Uh, Sleepwalkers, uh, not a great movie. So now we are two for three. Um, we've got the Stand miniseries, which is half good. Still doesn't count though because it was uh, a TV miniseries. Um, Quicksilver Highway. I don't think I've seen this one. That that's an anthology movie. Um, and I don't know that I've ever seen that one, which I know has, uh, Clive Barker, uh, his name on it, but yeah, so we're still sitting at, uh, let's say two out of three. Let's not count the stand, but you know, uh, we're not counting miniseries as a movie here. The shiny miniseries is terrible. Um, and maybe I'm just thinking about the, the shrubbery uh, scene of that and that's oh it's just the worst um but i don't think it's good in general um he did lost in oz didn't see it uh did riding the bullet i don't i never saw that desperation uh also a tv tv movie but not a mini series and also not very good um bag of bones the mini series i got through about half of one episode because I like the book so much and that was garbage. Um, and then did a couple of the segments of nightmare cinema, which I don't, I don't think I ever saw. And then is, uh, set up to do, um, a noble life. But the, you know, Duncan and I recently had a Mick Garris conversation and I would argue Mick Garris is, like one of the best friends horror ever had i don't think he is a great i don't think he's a master of horror in terms of generating uh filmmaking he he's he pal of horror mick garris i think is uh is how this lands um andrew says do a double bill of the nightingale and incident and a ghost land as a double feature a feel bad movie night um yeah i've seen incident and a ghost land twice now and i'm good not because it's depressing. I just, I, I am not a fan of that movie. I think, I think that movie telegraphs way too much. And by the time you get to the end of it, I'm like, yeah, I know I get it. Um, <laughs> Gary says critter stew is my only Easter tradition. Ah, uh, sure. Sure. Um, critter stew is all right, but it's been years since I've seen it, but I remember that being all right. Uh, Ramman says Mick Garris is such a likable guy and a legitimately great interviewer. I just don't think he's a great director. I'm totally with you. I think Mick Garris is uh, a, a totally good guy. Um, I do think that the conversations he has about horror are probably better than anything he's produced himself for the genre. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boomer says I'm waiting for a Tubi and Shutter discussion. Uh, we'll get to Shutter in a second. Tubi, I don't do just because it's too big, and I keep telling myself at some point there I'm gonna have like a bonus show that is devoted to Tubi. We're not there yet, but um, Tubi is is a great friend to horror nerds like ourselves because it, they have everything. I still don't understand what their business model is, but I assume it's somehow based on online gambling commercials. Uh, Gary says Mick Garris is a is kind of like Nick Cage in National Treasure. He's a master protector. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's true. He's he's a good steward of of horror. 
Jason saying associate of horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I caretaker is a little bit too strong, but I I like uh you know uh, horror. Mm, I don't know. We're we're gonna have to really uh sort of brainstorm all of our uh our various monikers because right now it's really just master and apprentice. I like Yalman of horror, and I think maybe that's where uh that because uh, we don't want to get too spread out with our nomenclature and i think maybe mick garris steve minor uh and and darren lynn bowsman all fall into the yalman of horror even though it's kind of unfortunate that i think mick garris is probably a better guy than darren lynn bowsman um but you know such is life right so such is the nature of categorization um on hulu Speaking of, uh, what do we got? We got, um, Dark Angel, which is a, a full moon joint. Uh, you've got Dark Shadows, the, uh, Tim Burton film. That's a, a real honker. Um, if you want to have a good time, you can watch Dr. Fives Rises Again. Not as good as the abominable Dr. Fives, but still pretty fun. Um, you've got yourself a little bit of the fly from 86, the Cronenberg fly, one of the greatest horror films of all time. So nothing to sneeze at there. Uh, you've got the, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie movie, Maggie, uh, if you're into that. And that's a movie that is totally okay. Um, again, you don't expect Schwarzenegger in a role like that, but it's not the worst. It's okay um resident evil the og resident evil uh on on hulu as well and you know again that's a that's one of those that's is it a great movie not really is it kind of fun if you've played the resident evil games yeah it's kind of fun it, it's real dumb but uh i can get behind that um troll 2 uh and speaking of sequels how about texas chainsaw massacre 2 one of those movies is uh, one of the best sequels of all time. And uh, spoilers, it's not Troll 2. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy, which is a schizophrenic movie that can't ever decide if it wants to be a horror movie or a comedy. But uh, that is also on Hulu. Uh, not that I would really recommend it, but it's there. Um, and that is it for Hulu um let's check in with chat real quick before we hit amazon um jason saying i'm probably the only person who will unashamedly say they love dark angel somebody has to and i don't think it's wrong i dark angel is really campy but i'm i'm kind of uh i'm, I'm kind of with you it, it's i enjoy it more than i should uh boomer says uh he can't watch the fly anymore because it's too sad and just makes him feel bad yeah that is, it's, it's one of the saddest movies ever, uh, in the world of horror. The, the original fly is just about love gone wrong. It's a, a movie we have discussed doing on heart of horror. It will probably happen at some point. Um, but after the, the first discussion, uh, that, that we did with, um, after midnight, which again, I really enjoy also FYI. The new Heart of Horror is not only going to be me and Kate Pollock, uh, and actually, let's be real, Kate Pollock and myself, 
she's the real star of that show. Uh, but Court uh, from Cinema Psyops is going to be joining us on that episode uh, as we look at the movie Spontaneous, which you ha- if you haven't seen Spontaneous, also on Hulu and, and a terrific film. One of my favorites uh, of that year. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Cronenberg fly is a tragic film. When people say that Cronenberg is too clinical, a director that he's too antiseptic, then I am very quick to remind them that the fly is a heartbreaking movie. And, uh, and then they're like, shut up, Bo. And I'm like, you shut up. And that's kind of how that goes. Um, Gary says it's rumored that Eddie Murphy didn't know it was a comedy. Um, well okay i've heard this from a slightly different angle and what i have heard is that it was slated to be a comedy and eddie murphy was pushing for it not to be because he was at that stage in his career that all comedians hit where they're like yeah but i don't want to be known just as a comedian um which you know, I get, I get as a creator, uh, 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 an artist, uh, as a creative type that you don't want to just be one thing. You want to be able to kind of do everything, but that's also, there's a lack of humility in that to understand that, Hey, what audiences want from me is X, but I want to do Y. And at a certain point, like most of those people realize like, Oh, I should have been doing X all along. You know, and Eddie Murphy seems to have gotten to that place now where he's like, oh, people want me to be funny. Oh, I can do that. Um, anyway, and I, I love Eddie Murphy, but it's it's nice to see him in a pure comedy and not a movie where he's trying to be serious and the movie's trying to be comic. Um, anyway, on Amazon, you got uh, Alien, Alien 3, Alien versus Predator, Alien Resurrection, all of those now available on Amazon. Um, of those, Alien is good. And Alien versus Predator is is stupid but fun. Uh, the rest of it kind of disposable uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, speaking of feel-bad movies, Children of Men is on Amazon. I know that's more science fiction, but let's be honest, it's kind of horrific as well. Um also predator 2 is is on amazon right now which is eh, i mean it it, like i like predator 2 because it's got good gary Busey, good danny glover but it's also kind of (laughs) racist and and uh uh but you know there's quality bill paxton in there as well so it's a mixed bag it's it's if you've never seen it you should absolutely watch predator 2 but if you have seen it more than say twice, eh, you don't really have to watch it again. That that's a movie that lives better in your memory than when you're watching it uh, through kind of modern eyes. Um, also on Amazon, that might be it, folks. For Amazon, it is. So enough of uh, the Amazon stuff. Let's get, as Boomer was saying, let's get to uh, some Shutter. Um, and da, 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 Gary saying Uncut Gems is an exception. Then Sandler goes back to the Netflix track. Uh Uncut Gems, right? I I still haven't seen it. One of those that has, um, just kept getting pushed down on my watch list because I got to watch a bunch of other stuff for 
various shows like have to that's overstating it i end up watching a lot more horror movies but everything i hear about on cun gems is great at one of these days i'll sit down and watch it when i'm not prepping for a show you know like i watched three movies today two of which were so that i could uh i could be hilarious on podcasts um as i'm wont to do um speaking of stuff i've never seen and really should all right, let's let, let's talk about Shutter. Um cuz there are a couple of these. First of all, um you got yourself some Dread, uh, I'm sorry, Dead and Beautiful, which is already on Shutter, which I haven't watched yet, which is kind of a, a vampire movie, I think. Um and I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard pretty good things. Also coming between now and when next we talk is uh, Great White, which is going to be exclusive to Shudder, which is a creature feature uh, starring Katrina Bowden from uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and it's got a Great White Shark, so mm, I'll probably watch that. Um, I just haven't seen it yet, is all. And then you've got uh, Wait Until Dark, which is a classic movie with Alan Arkin and uh audrey hepburn and i've never seen it and it's one of those movies that i almost put on my 31 days of halloween list just to make me watch it and then i i think i ended up putting possession in that slot but if i haven't seen it before the next 31 days of halloween before halloween next year guaranteed it will be on that list because i have been dancing around that movie for a long time and have just not pulled the trigger on it um gary also saying he likes predator 2 uh equally uh with the first movie for very different reasons um i get it it's just eh. I, I watched it not too long ago and i was like oh man this movie there are moments in this that i i feel are it's that kind of 80s reagan era morality that i'm like oh this this is why we are fucked up as a country is this kind of ethos um but it's fun you know, it's a it, it's a slick movie. Uh, Blood on Satan's Claw, also available now on Shudder. If you haven't seen that movie, it's fucking great. Uh, the Velvet Vampire, also super fun. Um, and a movie called The Dark, which I have yet to see, but uh, that sounds pretty good. The summary being a haunting and deeply intense atmospheric film about love, monsters, and revenge that is being compared to Let the Right One In. Um, also uh what else we got already available on the shutter um the closet which i haven't seen um which uh the summary of that is following the death of his wife and disappearance of his daughter a successful architect enlists the help of an exorcist to help him find uh the daughter um sounds interesting uh, i'll give that a at least a scan uh prom night and prom night 2 hello mary lou prom night 2 a movie that has nothing to do with the original prom night but uh, both of those are really fun, and Prom Night 2 in particular. Prom Night 2 um, is one of those movies where they just decide to do something entirely different with the sequel and just use the Prom Night as, as an advertising gimmick. Uh, and I like it. I think Prom Night 2 is real good. Um, Boomer saying uh, Slasher Season 4 is on Shutter. I'm, yes, I am aware um 
he says it's getting worse as it goes along. Still loads better than season three. I mean, gotta be, gotta be. Um, yes. Like I said, I told Duncan we can very easily skip slasher season three and go straight to season four, and he just wouldn't go for it. Um, and I get it. I mean, I would have felt kind of bad about it, but uh, you know, now that we're halfway through season three, I'm starting to question our our decision um leatherface that absolute piece of shit sequel or prequel rather to the uh, texas chainsaw massacre series is also available on shutter i know a lot of people uh have fondness for that movie um this is one of the few times i will say that is an incorrect opinion leatherface is a bad movie um also coming between now and when we next talk not yet available on shutter but coming soon a movie called tailgate uh, about some road rage business, uh, an Asian horror film called The World of Kaneko, uh, which is another one that has been on my list of to watch for some time about a guy who goes in search of his missing daughter only to discover that the life that she was leading is very different and much darker than the one he believed uh, that she was leading. Um, I'm a weirdo cult movie called The Visitor, uh, which I have always been dancing around as well and haven't seen. Um, but I've got it. I like, I've got a copy of it somewhere and I just haven't sat down to watch it. Uh, Henry portrait of a serial killer, a movie I've definitely seen. Uh, and if you have never seen Henry portrait of a serial killer, speaking of feel bad movies, you should absolutely watch that movie on shutter. It is, uh, it, it is chilling. Um, and uh Ramon saying he watched prom, prom night this past october and was underwhelmed it's it's a very routine slasher movie it's not great prom night 2 as gary hill points out is bonkers and uh and that is correct that is a bonkers movie um also available on shutter darlin uh which is uh the the third in the trilogy of the jack ketchum series the there's the uh um the woman is the the good one the lucky mckee movie and then uh uh what i can't remember the name of the the original film but anyway it was the the first movie then the woman and now darling um honeydew also available on shutter uh starting on november 11th and uh that is a one of those like artsy fartsy b movies that just never gets off the launching pad it seems like it's going to be kind of cool and interesting and then just spins its wheels for way too long um but anyway coming middle of the month when we talk next week about what's coming on uh to shutter in the week ahead that week is a fucking banger so uh we'll we'll get to that next week but good stuff coming to shutter as always like if you're a shutter subscriber um, you're still getting your money's worth out of that. Um, okay. If you have any last minute offspring, thank you, Jim was the first one offspring, the woman, then darling. I've seen the first two haven't seen darling yet. Um, if you have any final questions, throw them into chat right now. Uh, cause, uh, we are about to wrap things up. I want to thank you again, guys. Uh, if you missed it in the upfront, um, looking at the numbers for dark parade in our first month, we did really well. I want to say if anyone who shared it to your Facebook feed or Twitter or Instagram or wherever you shared it, 
if you did that, thank you so much. Uh, please continue to do so. If there are particular episodes uh, that you're enjoying, let me know. Um, I, I'm really having a great time doing uh, the show and, and really exploring a lot of different fun things to do with it. Um, there's now like three episodes of found footage full up. Uh, most recently the paranormal activity next of kin, uh, review, which, uh, is a movie I enjoyed a, a surprising amount. Um, as well as, like I said, heart of horror is coming soon. We got another, what you watching with Jamie and Bo coming soon. We're going to be doing night of the demons all through November with a cast of characters, including Gary Hill right here in the chat. Um, uh, as well as uh, Don and Ellie is going to be joining us. Derek Bourgeois is going to be joining us for an episode. So that's what's coming uh, for Night of the Demons. And uh, I've got everything kind of slotted until the beginning of next year. So if there's a series or movie or whatever that you want me to do, uh, drop me a line. So um, Boomer, uh, going to have a whiskey and watch something. I'm about to do the same. Uh, thanks to everyone for supporting the show. Thanks for spreading it around. Uh, you, again, you made October a great month and, uh, onwards and upwards, right? Like we're going to keep doing, uh, cool and fun stuff, uh, as long as we are able. So, um, everybody have a great rest of your Sunday. If you're listening to this on, uh, Monday for morbid Mondays, have a great week ahead. Uh, check us out on Wednesday. For the regular episode of Night of the Demons 2, we'll be back next weekend with a Sinister Sunday. If you're listening to the audio, come join us on uh, youtube.com forward slash Legion Podcasts, uh, and you can participate in all this chat. So, um, all right, guys, have a great rest of your Sunday evening. Uh, we'll see you real soon on the Dark Parade. Uh, so, you know, see you later. 